And we are live. Why are we? Well, what day is it, Andrew? <laughs> it's Sunday, November the 26th, 2.58 p.m. Why the flying flip are we recording on a Sunday? Because Peyton didn't check the input volume yesterday morning, so <laughs> we had to... It was my fault. We had to redo the pod. It was my fault. We recorded yesterday. Maybe... I don't know if it was the greatest episode, but... For me and Andrew alone, it was the greatest solo episode, for sure. It was the greatest episode of a podcast ever been published on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And it is garbage. And it is gone. Y'all will never be able to hear that episode. And maybe we put a poll. You know, we'll post it, maybe. You see if y'all want to hear it. I'm just kidding. We're not posting it. It was trash. I'll, Audio sell, was I'll trash. sell it. Yeah, we'll sell it to you. You can come to Bethel Outreach Ministries again, Livermore, Kentucky, and buy the episode. To, uh, Bribe people to come to church. Yeah, just come to church Sunday night. Hey. But anyways, we're back again Sunday. We're this. Uh, we had Sunday church this morning. It was good church, good service. Sure was. It was good. Real good. I was on keys, but easy songs. Got to observe and enjoy. It was good. The the song that Katie sing sung. Um, Easy to worship. Mm, I like that song. It is a good song. It is a good song. What's the how, how does the chorus go? You're so easy to worship. Yeah. I throw my head. Yeah, it's a good song. But anyways, we're back. We're gonna first. We're gonna recap first. Actually, let's shout out. We we're remembering, trying to remember to do this because we're trying to copy the episode from yesterday. Not completely, but we're gonna try. And anyways, we're shouting out first Tommy. Let's shout out Tommy first. Tommy, my Andrew's brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Yep. So we had Thanksgiving Friday night, and he said, he's the only person I know so far who's listened to all three episodes. <laughs> no, the the guy that I invited this morning, he said, I love the pod. I said, really? He said, yeah, all three episodes. I said, I looked at him with like, Shut y'all up. won't see this face, but this face. Disbelief. And I was like, you listen to every episode? He said, yeah. He said the first he said the first one was good, but he said at the beginning, he said there was something weird that happened at the, the beginning of the episode, just weird sound. I was like, that could have just been either me or Andrew, probably my. I was sick, and you were chomping okay. in the microphone. Yeah, I had the microphone in my mouth, chewing on it. But anyways, <laughs> there's another person that's listened to all three. Josh Dwyer might have listened to all three, too. He might have. But anyways, continue. Uh, So we had Thanksgiving fr- Friday night. <coughs> And uh, Tommy said, I love the pod. Listen to all three episodes begin to end. I want to come on the podcast. I said, all right, you can come on the podcast. What do you want to talk about? And then once he told me what he wanted to talk about, I said, no. <laughs> he just wants to come on to bash my wife yep. and then his wife, which is my sister. I'm like, oh, no, I'm no I don't want any part <laughs> of this. He, he's like, well, Peyton gets away with it. I said, okay. Doesn't change it. I, I'm not <laughs> any part of it. If you want to take my spot and you and Peyton do an episode, go for it. But so I Tommy, want no part of it. Tommy, I'm in. I'm not going to bash my wife. And I don't know your wife. <laughs> I'll bash Kate here and there. That's crazy. And like we said yesterday, that y'all will never hear, but today um, I said, I think 
one of the reasons I, I, I like picking on Kate because it's uh, she takes it pretty good most of the time, and we kind of give it back and forth to each other. So, but Kate's fun. Yeah, she doesn't get offended. No. Second shout out. Piper. Piper. Piper, she's a little girl that comes to our church, and she's your son's age, Jeb, I think, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, what is that? They're buddies. Six. Six. She's, she might be seven, I'm not sure, but they go to school together. Spitfire. Actually, I don't know if they go to school together or not. But I, I think she. They did at some point, maybe preschool. Maybe. Does she not go to McLean, Calhoun? Yeah, but she, well, I don't know where she goes, but maybe. <laughs> but they're buddies anyway. Anyway, she's a Spitfire, and. She is. She's a six-year-old little girl, and she loves our podcast. So, which tells you everything that you need to know about our podcast is that little six-year-old girls are loving it. Yeah, I'm just glad we're engaging the people that our minds and our thoughts are connected with. So, I mean, I was shooting for a different age group, but I'll take it. Hopefully, we're a uh, a net positive for six-year-olds. Hopefully. <laughs> and not it net. was like on the analytics or whatever I was looking at, it was the majority was just men, like 35 to 44 years old. And now it's like spread across and there's more females that are listening. Oh, really? Yeah, not as much as men. The men are overruling. There's a lot of men and then there's <clears throat> Piper. Yep. But so anyways. Shout out to Piper. Yeah, I just remember she came. I, I was walking into church and she looked at me and she cocked her head back and she was like, me and my mom love listening to your podcast. And she was like, y'all are hilarious. And I was like, well, I'm glad somebody is getting something out of it and is laughing. She's funny. They were singing Sunday. Was it Sunday morning? Two Sunday, Yeah, two Sundays ago. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe a Sunday I think ago. it was last Sunday Last morning. Sunday. That the kids were singing, and she had a microphone, and she was, I mean, belting that Wearing song. it out. Yeah, and then when the song was over, she put the microphone up and she got, to her mouth, she goes, Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole church is rolling. Rolling. She's a character. Yeah, she is. Well, you want to talk about um, last week's episode? Yes. A little Cap- bit. Captain Pat. Captain Pat. Shout out to Captain Pat. He did a great job. I was uh, thrilled when I got to go back and listen to it. It was it was great. Sound quality was... A little well, low. The, well, the quality was good. Yeah, the volume was low, but we're learning that stuff. As we go, you just have to... That's why we're recording on Sunday. Yeah. Why we're redoing this one. You just have to turn it up, all I know. But uh, he did a great job, brought the heat. And a lot of people told me, like, that was your most... Which, obviously, I knew it would be your most substantive episode. Yeah. Is the right word? The most, you know, context content-driven episode, which yeah. is obviously what we're working toward. But the first two were... Chit-chat. Yeah, chit-chat and just having fun and kind of learning a chit-chat. little bit. Chit-chat. Yeah, there's a joke about that too, but save that. <laughs> Come to Beth Outreach Ministries and you can hear that yeah. joke. Yeah, you can hear that joke. Or was, yeah. But no, it was it was um, it was good to hear. I don't. Me and Dad, we don't converse like he said on. If you haven't listened to it, go ahead and take a listen to uh, episode three. But <clears throat> like he said in that episode, me and him, our relationship growing up was. Baseball and football, and that's how we, that's how we conversed with each other was through baseball and football, and like you said, we argued. We argued all the time. We would argue sitting in the counter. We'd argue sitting at the couch. We'd argue sitting at the t- dinner table, just about sports. Like 
I would hate if I had a bad baseball game. I despised the ride home. I was like, I didn't want to ride the bus home because who wants to ride the bus home? And two, I just but I didn't want to ride the car home because I knew it was waiting for me in the car. And Hannah, she would always like she would always sometimes she would try to break the ice, but then sometimes the ice was so thick it was just like you're not breaking it. We'd drive in silence, or sometimes we'd have screaming matches, and most of the times it ended in me breaking down and crying and being like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to have it. Don't forgive me. Because I I would realize my dad loves me, and he does a lot for me and stuff like that. So, But um, but anyways, it was refreshing to have a conversation with dad uh, last week about and just hear some of the things that he's been – sitting on and resting on and how brother steve said you know ushering into the presence of god i think my dad is at this point where that is his main goal is to get to the presence of god and stay there and it was just it was nice to hear that nice to see that and like you said since i've been getting older we we have conversations like i'll sit down with my dad and we'll have conversations about about god about we're not having conversations about or arguing we're actually sitting there and talking to each other and it's it's nice. I really enjoyed it, and last week was really fun. It was a fun episode. Yeah, it was fun. I would. He's my favorite guest we've had so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dad, you're a favorite. Yeah. No, I really. He brought the heat. I figured he would, but. Uh, every yeah, everybody I was, everybody was really happy with. Uh, they were, well, they were happy that they didn't just have to listen to us. Talk about chicken eggs and whatnot, but yeah. got to hear some actual content. But also just uh, you know, gleaned from what he what Pat brought and and really appreciated what he had to say. So thank you, Pat, for coming on. Yeah, it was good. Well, you want to get into our our study? Yeah, let's do it. So this week we're solo because. We uh we just don't have a guest this week. Solo like Jason Derulo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're as smooth as Jason Derulo. <laughs> but we're solo as Jason Derulo. Riding solo. Riding solo. Riding solo. That's a good song. It's a catchy song. But anyways, we're starting a study with each other and with y'all, if whoever's listening. And um, we're starting in John. We're going to read the Gospel of John because who doesn't want to read the Gospel of John? What is it? The one that Jesus loved? Or yep. You think he just put that in there just to kind <laughs> he, of put that in there? Or do you nowhere think? does it say that Jesus said <laughs> that, John, you're the one I love. If John says, I'm, I'm the one yeah. Jesus loved, which is my favorite. It's hilarious. Yeah. And. You know, in, in The Chosen, they do a good job of depicting John and Peter. They're kind of like button heads because yeah. Peter, is, is he's Jesus' guy. Like He's a right-hand he's man. He's a right-hand man. Yeah. And John is just, he's kind of like Dwight K. Street. Like, he's wanting that that right-hand position to just be with Michael Scott, but Peter, this ain't happening. Peter is Jim. Jim. <laughs> and John is Dwight. Yeah, he... John is assistant to the regional manager, and he wants to be assistant regional, ma- yeah. regional manager. But Michael loves Dwight. Yeah, loves loves him. him. Like when he when um, Dwight gets married, and Jim calls Michael in, 
and he comes in and they break down and cry. I cry. Every, yeah, it is. I cry every time I see that clip on YouTube. Yeah, I love that show so much. That but, is um, a really good analogy. It is. I'm so glad you came up with that fist bump. <laughs> um, I'm gonna make it a goal of my life to make as many and that uh. Analogies from the Bible and the office. There's one. There's one. One of many to come. Oh, I'm going to work on it for sure. But I'm pretty sure John doesn't mention Peter walking on water. I don't think that... Oh, really? I, 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 could, I could be wrong. Don't fact check me on that. But We're going to find out. I'm almost positive because I remember I was going through the book of John, and I think I talked to Ray about it, and I was like, do you think John didn't put that in there because... Him and Peter were kind of like, you know, why would he? Why would he talk about Peter being the one to be called out and walk on water? But we'll get there sooner or later. Don't fact check me on that. He could talk about Peter walking on water, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. The Book of John is cool. It's it's technically one of the Gospels, but it's a whole different kind of book. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's it's you know John's coming at it from a whole different perspective. Yeah, and that's why. Like we did the, um, basically read three chapters a day in the men's group to read the Bible in a year. And just in the last few months, we've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. I think I think we're in Corinthians already. Really? Yeah, but reading through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I read every word of it, listened to every word of it too, just because it's been a while since I'd spent any time in those three Gospels. And I was like, um, this is really, really, really good stuff. But this is nothing like this is nothing like John's gospel. Yeah, I'm just a fan of John. Yeah. Well, we can start. Uh, you can start reading chapter one. Oh, switch it up. Yeah, we switch it up. John chapter one. I brought my right notebook today too. Oh, thank you. But it has the same notes that I used from my Bible, so okay, it's pretty pointless. It says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God." And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in darkness, and yet the darkness does not overcome it. You you got something there? Yeah. Uh, So yesterday I was talking about me and Andrew. We've had this conversation about is the is what is the Bible? Because we hear people say, "Well, the Bible is the Word of God," and we don't disagree with that. But is it? We I and this is how I I see it is in the Bible is the written Word of God, and Jesus is the living Word of God, and we see this here because it's specific. It's talking about Christ. In the beginning was was Christ, and Christ was with God, and Christ was God. Christ was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Christ, and apart from Christ, not one thing was created that has been created. In Christ was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. So what this is talking, it's not talking about, I don't think it's physically talking about the Bible, like the Old Testament and the New Testament, but it's talking about Christ, and He is the Word of God, the living Word of God. And even as as we read on, I guess, where is it? 
and we can ju- or uh, we can read continue reading but i'm going to jump down to 14 it even says in 14 it says the word christ became flesh and when he became flesh then he became jesus christ and i don't know i've never until i heard i mentioned damon yesterday we'll, we'll throw his last name out there damon thompson if anybody wants to go give let damon thompson listen he's a great guy to listen to <clears throat> i don't vouch for everything he says but he's a great guy to listen to yeah, that's one thing we need to uh, say is anybody I mentioned, I yeah. don't agree with everything they say. Yeah. I don't agree with everything Peyton thinks. Yeah. Peyton doesn't agree with everything. No. That's not what this is about. It's, you know, if you got a bunch of people you agree with everything they believe, you probably yeah. haven't thought it out for no. yourself. So, But that's the it, he was the first person that I ever heard that say the Bible is not the Word of God, it's but a, Christ, a, word, of a God. word of God. But Christ is the Word of God. And I'm sure that rubs people the wrong way because, like I said, I've never heard that before. Yeah. And and I don't, and I still don't fully know, like, I don't understand completely all of it, but I do know that Christ is the Word of God. And it's not referencing to the Bible when it says, in the beginning was the Word. It's talking about Christ. Yep. in this situation. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of times it's talking you've got to look the word up. It's the word is logos, which is the logic basically is the logic of God. The way God thinks and sees things and that's all explained in Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the logic of God. You know, an example is Hebrews 4:12. It says, for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Listen, no creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Yeah. Um, it's just... When you read, when you hear the term, the phrase "word of God," just look what word it is, and because so many times as a kid, um, I was told that that Hebrews pastor was talking about the Bible. I never could figure that out. How is the Bible, um, you know, all the things that it lists there, and and then at some point I realized, oh, I'm not not saying that the Bible can't play that role at times, but Jesus. Yeah. Is the word. Yeah. Jesus is what God has to say about himself. And I'm pretty sure, like, I think that goes for any. I think it goes back to the context versus the text. You read a text and we assume that it says something that we want it to hear or whatever, but then we start to dig and dig, dig and actually see what, one, what is, what are they saying around this text? First of all, and then what are some of the words in the text that we're reading actually mean? Because they could be meaning something completely different than something what we're thinking. And like, I never knew that, Brother Steve, he told me that, you know, sometimes Lord in the Bible is all caps, sometimes it's not. He said when it references, when it has Lord in all caps, it's talking about the Father, it's talking about God. And I never knew that until Brother Steve told me that. Yep. So, and it puts a little different meaning whenever you read it, and you're like, "Well, that's talking about God the Father." Yeah, it's just different. But yeah, I don't know if every translation does that, but that's definitely a King James 
Uh, it's it's that way for sure. Oh, is it just yeah. is it just? King I, I don't know. I just like some Bibles don't even use the word Lord. Yeah, they use Jehovah or um, the new the LSB, which is the newest LSB. Yeah, the new, legacy that. standard. It's the newest rendition of the NASB, oh. which is like a super technical. It's supposed to be the most accurate, right? Well, I mean, or that's what they say. It's ac- like word for word accurate. Doesn't? That's the gossip. Yeah, we could we could do an episode on that at some point. That's kind of my wheelhouse, but yeah, that's Andrew's. He he's a doctor yeah. for that stuff. Yeah, I'm a something, <laughs> but um, it it doesn't use the word Lord for God at all. Yeah, it uses Yahweh. Hmm. So, I, it it very well may be just a King James thing, but it that is accurate. Yeah, for the King James. Yeah, <clears throat> you can continue if you want. I think we were in verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light, the true light that gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. And if anybody is hearing this for the first time, this light is Christ. We... You know, me and Andrew were talking yesterday. Is is the light, spirit, the Holy Spirit, or well, you know, what is the light that we're getting? But I mean, it says that John is testifying about the light. I don't know if he's testifying about the Holy Spirit. I would say he's testifying about the man who is to come to set us free from darkness or whatever. But um, yeah, I guess continue. Yeah, and then Jesus comes and testifies about the Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, We're at 10. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. One of the saddest verses in the Bible. That's pretty sad. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be the children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. What does the who were born not of natural descent mean? What does that even, what what is he, what is, uh, what's he getting at right there when it says, but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name who were, is this saying that they're born again, not of natural descent, which meaning they're born of the spirit? Is that what it's getting at or, I don't know. Well, let's see. To all who, me and Ray were talking about this last night via text message back and forth a little bit about what what does it mean to be a child of God? What is it? Um, what does it take to become a child of God? And this is one of the verses that I referenced. We had been here, so it was on my mind. What does it take? According to this, it takes, uh, see, but to all who did receive him, so receive him, they give you the right to be children of God. That gives you the right to be, and then to those who believe in his name, uh, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. I don't know, I didn't break that down. I'm, I'm leaning that it's talking about our second birth, being birthed by the Spirit, or being, I don't know. You want to 
You want to pick up reading there? I'm going to look at something real quick. Yeah, I can pick up on the reading. Anyways, it goes on to say in verse 14, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Like we said, the Word Christ became flesh. So He was of God, He was with God, and then He became flesh, became human, and dwelt among us. We observed His glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We talked yesterday, grace and truth both need to happen. Whenever we're preaching, whenever we're teaching, whenever we're giving the word, grace needs to happen, but truth needs to happen. And I think truth is of grace and grace is of truth. They're both one and one. It says, John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is at the Father's side, and he has revealed him. Yeah. Andrew had some thoughts about that yesterday. Yeah. Let me go back to um, that verse we were talking. Let's see. So the, uh, the NLT there on... Um, Verse 13, they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So, yeah. So, not of, not not your physical birth, but your, your second birth, basically. So. Wow. You got something right. Yeah, you did good. <clears throat> no, I've got some thoughts on 16, 17, and 18, but... Um, the only one that really I feel like we that I have enough valuable information to share is eighteen and I don't know how valuable it is, but uh I've got some notes here on eighteen that uh it it's kind of an odd statement for John to make that no one has ever seen God because people had seen God. Um I mean I have a a list here just so people know, don't think I'm making it up. But Moses saw God, Abraham, Jacob saw him twice. The 70 elders of Israel saw him, Isaiah saw him, Ezekiel saw him. Uh, I mean, there are others, but those are um, the ones I found pretty quickly. But I think what um, John was saying was, it was, it was more like a... Um, a figure of speech, and I'll, I'll go back to that in a second, but he's basically saying no one's ever seen God, no one knows God like Jesus knows. Yeah, I don't, I think it, I think it, I get, yesterday I didn't really like, I didn't understand, I don't think I understood what you were saying, but I think it's, no one has ever seen the fullness yep. of the Father. Right. Like, Moses seen his back. Yep. And, I don't know what the other ones, but I know that, you know, Moses, he seen his back. He didn't see the fullness of God. And I think Jesus came and he captured who God was, and this is God. Yeah, it says that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So um, without Jesus, you had those guys, even though they saw God, they didn't see uh, a complete picture yep. of God, if if that's one way to think about it. Uh, 
But it says no one has ever seen God, the one and only Son who is himself God and is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. So, that, I mean, it's it's saying that although we've never seen him and although we don't have a clear picture of who he is, Jesus came to fix that. Yeah. Jesus came to give you a complete picture of what the Father is like. Yeah. And that's a very valuable thing to know, in my opinion, because of all the, um, you know, the people who are wrestling maybe with the things in the Old Testament that they uh, think that that God did or or maybe that God did do, but they think that he's one thing, and then they get to the New Testament, and they're like, well, that doesn't sound like Jesus or whatever. You know, you hear that all the time. And But John, John who self-proclaimed, knew him better than anybody, yeah. the one that he loved, the one that laid his hand, head on the bosom of Jesus, he said that Jesus has revealed God. Yeah. So any of your preconceived notions about God, I mean, that's, that's what Jesus tells all, all these Sadducees and Pharisees and high priests and religious people all through the Gospels is, I know what you thought, but I'm here and I'm telling you how it is. Yeah. You know. And I was, um, I think I was talking to Elijah and we were talking about, you know, you know, kind of like that, like, what, how do we, how do we convert, like, how do we convey Jesus, but then we have all this Old Testament scripture that, you know, rubs people the wrong way sometimes and it's like well the people ask for commandments they ask god to give them the commandments we want something like give us it and god gave it to them and then god knew that you can't that they weren't going to be able to live by these things and so they couldn't live by them and they were screwing up they just thousands of years of screw-ups and then but then he was like that's this is how graceful and merciful the father is is he's like, all right, well, now here's my son. And now anything that you do, guess what? It'll be sufficient through his blood if you apply it. And, like, I think that is, you know, I think sometimes, and not, like, I think sometimes it's like we focus, you know, Jesus, he sacrificed himself, he he paid it all or whatever, but, like, I wonder what 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 was God going through? when Jesus was getting tortured, Jesus was up on the cross, like, I feel like we gotta, like, like, God's merciful, like, I think we see it as in, Jesus is, you know, he jumped in the way of God's just anger and wrath and judgment and everything like that, which he kind of did, but God sent him to do that. Like, I think we... Like, God's this angry guy, and then Jesus is this peaceful guy. But I think God is just as peaceful and justful and merciful as Jesus. Like, they're the same person. Yep. And it's like, I think we, we lose that. And I, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm thankful. I'm more, I can't even explain the words that I have for the sacrifice that Jesus paid for us. But what if my dad like Abraham with Isaac, what if my dad had to offer me up? Like, I don't know if we ever think about it from the father's side. We just look at it at the son's side, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But 
sometimes that thought goes through my head in Easter when we're like when we're celebrating the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm like, I wonder what God was like. I wonder what He was doing during this time. I don't know. I I wonder if He. I don't know. I don't think He grieved, but because He knew He knew everything. Like He knew that what was going to happen or whatever. But I mean, it was still His Son. Yeah. I don't know His beloved Son. So I don't know. That's just a thought that sometimes, sometimes goes through my head. It's no, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought experiment. I think, but to address a little further what you said about you know the good cop bad cop mentality, I yeah. think, I think that's just part of where we went so terribly wrong is um, in the church. Yeah, as Paul said about himself. And about, you know, the people who who Paul didn't have direct um, connect direct. He never saw Jesus, you know, as far as while he was on the earth, he he yeah. did see him, but he wasn't one of the twelve disciples that walked with him. And and he said, "We know in part, and we prophesy in part." Uh-huh. Well, if Paul knows only in part and prophesies only in part, then those Old Testament saints. Um, prophets and uh, you know priests and all these people Moses and Abraham and I mean all these uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah David, all these guys Job do you not think they only knew in part and they only prophesied in part I, uh, you know, I know it's kind of could be weird to hear but that's what it says and, yeah. it, and it literally says that Jesus came to reveal God and Therefore, whatever, whatever um, it seems like is contrary from God in the Old Testament to Jesus in the New Testament, it's just remember that the people writing these stories and understanding these stories as they're happening, they they knew only in part, mm-hmm. and and Jesus came to reveal completely. Yeah, and Jesus revealed Jesus revealed God to us and we are going to learn quite a bit about him in the book of John. Yeah. That's good. I hope so. <laughs> I understand it a little bit better than yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was kind of like, what? <laughs> I was pretty lost yesterday, I'm not going to lie. Hmm. But um but anyways, so people have seen the God, the Father just not the fullness of what Jesus brought That's when right. he came to the earth. That's right. So, reading on in verse 19, it says, This was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He didn't deny it, but confessed, I'm not the Messiah. What then? They asked him, Are you Elijah? I'm not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Who are you then? They asked, We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, I'm a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord. Just as Isaiah the prophet said, Isaiah the prophet said, Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? I baptize with water, John answered them. Someone stands among you, but you don't know him. He is the one coming after me whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. 
But all this happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. So this was kind of one of my main points from yesterday is when I was reading this, and like I said yesterday, this is the first time reading a lot of the Bible for as a, I guess, a grown adult and actually trying to take it for what it's worth and study it or whatever. And when I was reading it, said when he says, I baptize with water. So this was before the baptism of salvation, baptism for faith, like for professing faith in Jesus Christ was a thing. And he's saying, I baptize with water. And I was like, what does that mean? Why is he baptizing? Like, what's he baptizing with water? Because it goes on to say later, we'll get to it, maybe not this episode, but next. But it goes on to say that Jesus, he's baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so... I was confused, so I started researching it, looking it up, and I will use my notebook for this because I think I do have some better notes, but it says, I wrote down, John's baptism was not a salvation baptism. It was a sign or symbol of repentance and spiritual cleansing. People would bathe for cleanliness of certain matters like leprosy, eating unclean animals, etc., John is getting them cleansed from much more and of a physical physical thing, but he's doing it rather for a spiritual cleansing. I think getting prepared for Jesus to come. And But I think it's funny that our church has joined this revival that is happening. It's called the North Georgia Revival. It's about, and their pastor was... And like it was a forty day fast or something. He was he was thinking about, you know, quitting preaching. Like he was he was considering a lot of things. And he, they said he was he said I heard it from the horse's mouth. Him telling us his his testimony and his dream and his vision. But he said he was standing up on stage and he was in the fast and they were at the church praying. He's walking back and forth on the on the platform and he looks over to their baptism pit or whatever and. He says that in the natural realm, it was completely dry, no water in it, nothing. And he says, in an instant, I looked back at the baptism pit, and he said it was full of water, and there was a strip of fire on top of the water. And he says he heard God tell him, you're going to start baptizing by fire, and this whole North Georgia revival has sparked, and a lot of people are getting baptized for not salvation, maybe some are, but for for deliverance, for cleanliness, for healings, for miracles to happen. And the funny thing is, is that a lot of miracles, a lot of healings, a lot of cleaning, clean, cleansing, and a lot of deliverance is happening, but there's a lot of pushback from it. And there's a lot of pushback saying, there's only one baptism. And that's the baptism, professing faith in Jesus Christ. That's the declaration that you know that's the only way that you need to be baptized. That's the only time you need to be baptized. And I was reading this and I was it's it's funny that John was baptizing before Jesus even came. And it's like, well, John was doing it. He was baptizing people. Maybe that maybe people were getting in for leprosy or whatever. And John's out there baptizing people. And I just think it's funny. I was talking to Hannah today on the way to church. I said, and I said this yesterday on our podcast that we took down, but people need to get over themselves. 
They need is quit putting God in this religion, um, legalistic, denominational box that we want to put it in, whether it be a Pentecostal box, whether it be a Baptist box, a Methodist box, a Catholic box. We need to stop putting him in this box and thinking this is the only way God's allowed to work. And if he's working in a different way, well, guess what? It's no good because it's not working in the way that I think he should work in. And I, it, just, it just blows my mind. You can hear testimonies from people that have gotten in the water at our church, gotten in the water at other churches, and have been have been delivered from that like we, we we heard a guy from he was struggling with homosexuality and wanted to be delivered from it, got in the baptism pool, and he's delivered from it. Like something that waited on him caused probably depression, anxiety, and stress gone because he had faith that he was about to meet Jesus in the water, no matter it's almost like how dad said at the men's thing. It's like a last resort. Like it's just people are so hungry, they're just like, I don't care if I gotta jump in a pile of mud, if I can get if I can meet Jesus there and get my healing there, guess what? I'm gonna do it. And like I told Hannah, I was like, I mean, what if Jesus because I know some stories of people that are like so against this thing where they're like I'm not going to step in that water. Like, I'm not doing that. There's only one way that you're supposed to get in the water, and that's the only way I'm going to do the water, like, for salvation. And it's like, I was talking to Hannah this morning, and I said, what if Jesus came to those people that are so against and thinks it's just, as Gus says, hocus pocus? And what if Jesus came to those people and said, let's say they had a family member that needed to be healed, and he said, listen, if you could get over yourself, if you could just get over yourself and get over your pride, because that's mainly what it is, is pride, and get over this idea of what you think that it should look like and step in that water, I'll heal your mom, I'll heal your dad, I'll heal your sister. Well, they're probably going to jump face first in that water is what's going to happen. And it's just like, I think it's just crazy that we want to, we just... We want, we want it our way, and if it doesn't happen our way, then it's no way. Yeah. And like Naaman, he dipped, he had to dip seven times in a dirty river. He didn't want to do it in the dirty river. Yeah. He was like, can you not let me go in this other river? He almost he almost skipped out on a, a healing yeah. because it wasn't going to happen the way that he wanted it to happen. But there's something about there's something about doing something that is so out of the ordinary that it's just it's it's where it's it's like you have to have faith that something's going to happen because we're stepping in water for healing because we know Jesus in the water like I got to have faith to step in that water I have to get over my pride to step in that water the lady that had the blood issue she had to get over herself she spent all that she had on doctors and everything couldn't heal her but like dad said she got to the end of herself and she just was like if I could only Touch the hem of his garment. And I this is the way I imagine it is that she doesn't even grab onto the garment. She touches a thread of that garment. And it says his virtue went from him into her and she was made whole. People are getting made whole in the waters and people are missing out on it. And I just I think it's funny how it's it's right there for people. 
And there's multiple, multiple testimonies that have come from our church. But, <clears throat> but like I said yesterday, I mean, Jesus spit on a guy's tongue. I'm sure if Jesus came up to somebody and spit on their tongue today, they'd probably try and punch him in the face and be like, what are you doing, dude? Or rub mud together and put it on a guy's eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just think it's funny. I think about how much of a paradigm sh- paradigm shift Gus is Gus and those guys. I don't want to say it. It's, some people may not want their name on there, but <laughs> Gus and his family have went through since that's happened. Yeah, you know, coming from uh, a different kind of church that doesn't, you know, I don't know if they don't believe in it, but doesn't doesn't maybe doesn't see. Um, healings on a regular basis or mm-hmm. or whatever and then he comes here and you know has nothing to do with us just to do with we're willing to let him do whatever yep. <laughs> whatever he wants to do yeah i think that's why he um you know why he does things here is because he knows that we don't we don't care about yeah, we don't we're ask not, questions we're not dignified we're not we don't we're not too good no. to do i mean you just come see you'll, yeah. you'll know pretty quick come and see um, but I just I wonder about Gus's paradigm shift at times and his family's. I mean, never saw, experienced, uh, imagined probably even anything like that. And he comes up there, and far as I hadn't heard, I was there, but I I didn't talk to him beforehand. I didn't even know he was getting in the water. But as far as I heard, he was he was confident. Yeah, he had done made up his mind that made he up was, his mind. He was Jesus was fixing to heal him. Was fixing to put something inside of him, and he gets out of the water. And claims that he's healed, yep. goes to the ideal mart the next morning, eats a eats a bacon biscuit. Bacon bacon biscuit that he ain't had in years and years. The previous Sunday was at the Mexican restaurant. That was the with Mexican us. restaurant. Had to leave because the smoke made him sick. Yes. He, he wasn't there this to eat. Alpha he was gal. just gonna hang out. Yeah, has alpha gal. And didn't even couldn't even stay and hang out because no. of the smoke. And then a week later, lets his faith I mean his faith builds up and he says, I'm doing it. And uh, I commend him for that, but I just I think, man, what else does that shake yeah. loose in your, you know, we all have a box of, you know, probably all different sizes, but I guarantee you there's a box there and how much bigger Gus's boxes become yeah. after that, you know. Man, that one Catholic guy that they were, I don't know who was, I think it was Gus. He has Alpha Gal, and he asked Gus, and they are talking, and Gus tells him his story about how he was healed from Alpha Gal. And this Catholic guy, I think if I'm telling it right, looks at Gus and was like, you think they'll bad, you think they'll baptize me? And it's like, that's how, that is how sick the churches have put borders up between each other that he thinks that we wouldn't even accept him to baptize him. But that is how hungry people are. And that's how just, to the end of themselves, they are. They don't care to ask. You think the baptizes? And I'm just thankful that I come to a church. And we don't care where you're from. We don't care what church you go to. But there's a place in the presence of the Lord for you to come and just rest. And I believe our church is in that place. We're in that place right now, and. 
you know, there's other st- like Catherine with her toe. She got in for this lady in our in our community that she has cancer, and she gets in for this lady, her friend, to be baptized for her. And so she gets baptized, and well, she has a broken toe, hasn't been able to walk right for two weeks. She comes to church that night and realizes that she's jumping. And she's like, "Wait a minute, I shouldn't be able to be jumping right now." Goes up to Brother Steve, which is their dad, which is the pastor of our church, and is like, Dad, I think my toe is healed. And he's like, take off your shoe and bend it up against the, the altar. She bends it back to as far as her back, big toe can bend. Big toe, broken, mended, healed, bone back together. You can't make this stuff up. Guy full of cancer comes, gets baptized. His doctor can't wait to text him, call him, text him at 11 o'clock at night to te- to let him know, hey, your cancer is gone. I don't know what people are waiting on. But I'm, like Brother Steve said, I'm done. I don't, I do not ever want to hear the voice of the Lord say, Peyton, where are you? Like this morning when he's talking about Adam and where God's like, Adam, where are you at, dummy? I don't ever want to hear, I don't ever want God to ask me where I'm at. I want him to be able to look down and see me right at his feet. That's what I want. Yeah, Yeah, me too. That's where I want to be found. But, yeah. That's good. That is good. I can't wait for tonight. I'm excited. (laughs) If y'all, if, if you're, if, and this is, as serious as I can get, if y'all are, if anybody is listening, and you really don't have a place of worship, I would urge you to one find a place of worship to where that you can get into the presence of God. And if you can't find a place of worship, no joke, look up Bethel Outreach Ministries in Livermore and come. And I'm not promising anything other than the fact that I know if you're open to the Spirit and you're open and willing to experience God, He'll meet you. Like Brother Steve said, you can come back and you can just sit in the back if you want. We don't care where you sit. We're just we're we're wanting people to experience the Spirit of God so that they're changed. And but anyways, if you don't have a place to worship, we're we were open Sunday morning at. 11 o'clock and Sunday night at 6.30 is when service starts. But this is not a promotion for Bethel Outreach Ministries, but I just felt like I needed to say that kind of because Brother Steve, he preached on it this morning. And, and, you know, maybe this is a good platform to just urge anybody that doesn't have a place of worship to find one. Yeah. Well, you got – I mean, I don't don't know that there's anything special about the church outside of the fact that – we're the we're not willing to to not let Jesus do whatever Jesus wants to do. I mean, I don't know how any more plain to say it than that. It's not doesn't sound real sophisticated, but we 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 literally have come to the place through the leadership of our pastor because this is where he lives. He lives in this spot of, hey, I'll take you over anything. And he would. And um, 
and that's where you know the church is following him into that spot right now where it's just I got faith enough to believe for anything. Yeah, he does. I know he does, yep. and the church is right there with him. And so, um, if things are happening, things are shaking. This community's fixing to be changed. Yep, everybody. Yep, and uh, we'll be talking, you know, six months or a year from now about looking back on this day and things are going to look different. Yeah. But um, I say that's a good spot to end for. Our <laughs> I'm done. I might go lay on the floor. For our, uh, that concludes the the beginning of our journey for John chapter one. I'm 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 really excited about this. I think it's going to allow me to dig a little bit deeper in yeah. the Word of God. But what's going to be cool about it is it's not going to burn us out because, like next week we have a guest, and so. The, the next time we meet after that, we'll finish or try to finish chapter one, I assume. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, it, it might take a year to get through John. Yeah. I hope it does. It's fine with me. <laughs> That's fine with and, me. Cause, and even if it does, we're going to miss things. Yep. And we're going to be like, oh, man, I didn't see that next time you read it. Uh-huh. It's, that's the most awesome thing about the Bible is it it comes alive and it meets you wherever you're at to, to you know, whatever you're – you may you may know that chapter back and forth like Romans eight for me. Uh-huh. I love it, live in it, and every time I read it, I see something different that yeah. I didn't see before. I've read it hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, every time something new, it's alive. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So that concludes um this episode pretty much. Um, next week we have a really exciting guest coming on. Catherine Zeta Hardison or Zeta Hardison Zeta <laughs> Zeta um, we're Peyton pretty has never seen the mask <laughs> of Zorro or heard of Catherine Zeta Jones so. no so we're pretty excited for that episode we're not gonna uh, spoil the topic for y'all y'all just gonna have to um, hopefully tune in and listen to that one because I think it's gonna be an absolute banger yep. hopefully too. I'm hoping she does all the talking and we're just kind of filling in well I got nothing to teach her on that topic so <laughs> If anything, I've been taught by her on how how to how to do what she's going to talk about. (laughs) I'm I've gleaned from her before, and I plan on doing that again. Hundred percent. So we're pretty excited. I think this episode still turned out really good, and I'm excited, and I'm thankful that we had enough of perseverance and to get through it. Yeah, you come back. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. Ones of you that are are listening and helping support us, you know, thank you. We appreciate that. And the ones of you who are actually enjoy, <laughs> enjoying it, you know, <laughs> you know, ho- you know, it's gonna get better. I think we're gonna quality will go up and the con the content will get better as we. You know, I don't know how the content can get any better. Than well, this. Then, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but you know, the nerves go away and we kind of figure out what we're doing. But I'm excited about it. I'm loving. Yeah, I am too. I'm having a blast. But um. Andrew, if you don't care, would you care to would you care to press out? Sure. I sure would. Lord, we love you. And we're we're thankful that you called us to a a platform here that maybe we can um be a positive influence, a, a voice of encouragement.
just something maybe at the right time to help um to help encourage somebody who's maybe having a hard time or or whatever the situation may be that we may be the voice that's able to speak to them at that particular time through this platform that you we feel that you've led us into pray that you'd bless it and that the people who do listen to it would be blessed by it that something somehow through the working of your spirit that it would uh, lift them up that it would draw them closer to you Lord, draw us close to you tonight, God, as we worship with uh, our church and your people. We're blessed to be a part of the church that you've called us to, um, honored to be here to serve. We want to be at your feet tonight. That's where you'll find us. So come come and um, change us under the weight of your glory. We love you. We're so thankful for all you do for us. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see y'all. Hopefully y'all tune in next week. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Love you, dudes. The boys are back. The boys-